the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonair with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey folks, how you doing? This is Bill Twyford with Investing on the Go. 15 minutes of rock star investing tips. Look what Dwan did. She goes, I need to move you into a different part to record. Let's put you in front of this. What is this? Relax. Choose happy. The key. Flowers. A purple background. Come on, guys. She puts me in Colorado in her recording studio. It's got flamingos. It's like, come on, flamingos? And now you're going to put me here? I said, well, at least bring in Dakota, my Indian. She goes, no, it won't fit. I'm like, okay. So this is what you're going to get right now while I'm in Florida recording. We're in the purple room. And this room is all set up for Dwan's wonderful podcast. The most wonderful podcast in the world. So you're on the Rockstar Real Estate. I would assume maybe we'd have an Aerosmith poster back here, some guitars hanging, some tambourines, you know, maybe a mic hanging down. But no, we have flowers. Isn't that great? Flowers and purple. And whatever these are. What are these? Lilacs? I don't know. How'd I get stuck here? Help. Hey, remember Juan says blink twice? You need help? That's what I'm doing. I need help. Okay. 15 minutes on the go. Investing on the go. 15 minutes. Rockstar investing. Wonderful.com. This is Bill Twyford. Information packed 15 minutes. Let's get started. Today we're going to talk about the skeptical homeowner. The skeptical homeowner. Why do you have a skeptical homeowner in the first place? Why are you working with somebody that's skeptical and goes, oh, you know what? I don't know about this. I don't know if I want to work with you or not. Okay, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Qualify the person. We talked about qualifying on, on, on another call. You got to learn how to qualify the person. And if they're still skeptical, it's okay. Remember, if you're prospecting all the time and you have new leads coming into your funnel all the time, what you're going to find out is you get a skeptical homeowner and they go, well, you know, I'm really just not sure I want to do anything yet, or I'm really not sure I want to sign anything yet. You just have to hit them with the objection handler and just say, you know what? I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you buy time. If you're not ready to do anything right now, I totally understand. You know, you realize you're in foreclosure zone, correct? Yes, I do. Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high, where do you rate your motivation level to get out of your situation? Well, right now, Bill, I'm about a 6. Okay, when you become a 9 or 10, give me a call back. Thanks for your time. And you move on. But see, it's hard for you to move on from a skeptical homeowner 
because you don't have enough deals in your pipeline. You don't have enough deals going on. You don't have enough leads. You don't have enough properties under contract. You don't have enough closings going on. You're not consistent with your qualifying. You're not consistent with your follow-up. That's the reason that you work with skeptical homeowners and you talk to them and talk to them and talk to them and try to talk them into doing something that they might not want to do. Let me tell you something, guys and gals. When dealing with homeowners, if you talk them into doing something they don't want to do because, let's just say, you listen to Secrets of Closing the Deal, the NLP program that I've got. All right, let's just say you've written all the sentences, you've done all the homework, like Tyler Zimmerman does, like Jimmy and Brenda Scott do, like all these people making three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars a year. When you do the homework and you do what you're supposed to do and you learn your language patterns, you don't have to work with skeptical homeowners. But let's just say that you're really good at communication skills, you have a skeptical homeowner, and you persuade them into signing a contract, and they really don't feel comfortable doing it, but yet you persuaded them into doing it. You know it's what's best for them, but they're still gun-shy, they're still skeptical, they still think, I don't know, I really don't want to sign this, but I'm doing it anyway. What you're going to find out, within two to three weeks, they're going to back out of the deal. They're going to waste your time. They're going to call you and call you and call you, and they're going to waste your time. It's the same thing when we go to workshops. It's the same thing when I'm selling people into the apprentice training for $30,000, where I come and work with them for two days at their house, and I take them out into the street, and I work with them, and we go talk to homeowners that are in distress, and then I give them a couple of years of one-on-one -on -one mentoring with me. Yeah, that's, it. that's expensive to do that. But you know what? If I'm going to talk you into doing it, you're not the kind of person I want to work with. Okay, I'm looking for people that say, Bill, I know you can help me. Bill, I know this is something that I need to do. Bill, I know it's a lot of money, but you know what? On my first deal, I can probably make forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars and pay for all of my training in one deal. Those are the people I want to work with. Not the people that go, Well, you know, I see value in it, but you know, I just don't know. I gotta talk to my spouse or I gotta think about it for two weeks, or I've gotta think about this, or I gotta you know, I'm starting I'm just getting ready to to get my LLC started. After I get my LLC started and I get my bank account, then I'm gonna think about maybe, you know, finding a CPA and then maybe I'll be ready to start when I get done doing this two weeks from tomorrow or three weeks from six months from now, maybe that's not the kind of person I'm looking for, guys and gals. I'm looking for people that say, Bill, you can help me. Let's move forward. Okay, same thing with your homeowners, guys and gals. You, you have to put yourself in a position to where you don't need the skeptical people. You're looking for people that want to take action now. If your goals is to make $100,000 this year and you're going to do five deals, because you're making 20 grand a deal. Let's just say that's what it is. You can take your time working with skeptical homeowners. Because you're only doing five deals all year. You don't, you've got all year to do five deals. That's like one a quarter. Maybe a little more than one a quarter. Okay? Here's what I want you guys to realize. If you're doing 30 or 40 deals, 
you don't have time to work with skeptical homeowners. You just don't. The definition of a motivated lead changes when your goals go up. When your income goes up, the definition of a motivated lead changes because your goals are up here, they're not down here. And I'm not saying $100,000 a year is down here. It is down here when you're looking at a million dollars a year. But what I want you to understand, in your situation, you might be making 30000 a year and 100000 is up here. Nothing wrong with that, guys and gals. All it is is perception. So I want you to be comfortable in doing what you're doing. I want you to understand what a motivated lead is. I want you to understand how to achieve what you need to achieve by building a predictable and duplicatable business that well, I'm going to help you do. Okay? I want you to achieve everything you set out to achieve. And we're going to do that through not working with skeptical homeowners, not working with people that are not ready to do something, not working with people that are like him hawing around and tire kicking. As a real estate agent, I sold 574 homes in four years. I didn't work with buyers. I didn't work with buyers. You know why? Buyers took up too much time. My mentor, Mike Ferry, said, listen, get the listings, control the market. Chase expired listings for sale owners, just listed, just sold, cold call people, door knock, get out there in front of people. Okay, not a problem. That's what I did. Learned the NLP from Matthew Ferry and Tom Ferry. And I got to tell you what, I went out and did 574 homes in four years. Now, thing I want you guys to understand, I didn't do that by working with buyers. I did that through taking listings. Sure, would people call me on my listings? Yes, they would. They'd say, they'd call my office, I'd call a banker, and my assistant would answer the phone. They said, well, we'd like to see the property at 123 Elm Street. We would qualify them, make sure they were pre-qualified. Do they have a realtor? No, they don't. Great. What we're going to do is send them out to the house, and we have the homeowner show the house for us. If they weren't wanting to buy that home, they would call us back. We'd follow up with them. They'd call us back, or we'd call them back. If they're not interested in that house, because that's the only house that fit their criteria, then what I would do is I would give them to Steve Westfall in our office. Steve worked with buyers. I'd give them to Steve. He'd give me a 25% referral. Because you know what? I wasn't going to work with buyers. So you have to start deciding, guys and gals, how do I get around not having to work with skeptical homeowners? How do I make that happen? How do I make that work in my business plan? You're going to run into them, but you really have to learn how to say this four-letter word. Are you ready? Next. Okay? If they're not willing to do something now, put them on your lead follow-up sheet and call back and keep calling them until they are ready. Quick story. Dwan and I had some neighbors one time across the street from us. They saw the signs on our car that said we buy houses cash. This was back 15, 12 years ago. And they said to us, they go, hey, listen, we want to talk to you. They called Dwan. They say, hey, we want to talk to you about uh, you know, selling a house. 
uh, we just want to get out of this, we're, you know, three payments behind, and we just want to move to Denver. So I came home that day, one says, hey, we've got to go over and see our neighbors. So I said, okay, great. So I got everything ready, went over to see the neighbors. I didn't call and qualify, I assumed she did. But I didn't call and qualify, get over there, we sit down with them, go through the process, and they go, you know, I'm just really not comfortable with signing these documents. And I said, hey, listen, I totally understand. But you're three, you realize you're three payments behind, right? Yeah. And the next thing that's going to happen is you're probably going to foreclosure. You know, I'm here to help you. On a scale of one to ten, ten being high, where would your motivation level get out of your situation? He said, well, right now I'm about a six or a seven. I said, all right, well, hey, thanks for your time. I said, you know, we'll follow up with you and see if anything changes. I grabbed the papers. And I said, thank you very much. And Duan and I get up and start walking back to the house. It was just right across the street, but you know, we live up the mountains and we have 10 acres, they had four acres. So it was a little walk, not, not, not a big walk. But as we're walking home, Duan says to me, she goes, you're just like you teach. And I said, well, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, we could have sat there and talked to him for another 15, 20 minutes. I said, for what reason? They're not willing to sign anything. They're a skeptical homeowner. They, they're not ready to move forward. They're not motivated. They said, you should have qualified them better on the telephone. Uh, you know, you'll find out. I have a tendency just to tell you the way it is, okay? But that's what I did. I said, well, you should have qualified them harder on the telephone. They're not ready to sign anything. So we follow up with them about two months later. And we follow up with them. You leave some messages. Stuff like that. A couple months later, we talk to them. And they said, oh, we've decided, I think we're just going to deed our house back to the bank. I said, well, you know, you can do that. Said, That's option seven. However, did the bank tell you that if they sell the house for less than, than what you owe on it, that they're going to chase you for the balance? He said, well, no, they didn't say that. I said, you better read the fine print. So he pulls out the paperwork, reads the fine print. I got him on the telephone. Pulls out the paperwork. He goes, well, you're exactly right. He said, I didn't see that. I said, listen, don't sign that. I said, are you in the position to just move now? He said, we've already moved out of the house. He goes, I just want to get rid of it. I said, all right. He said, you've still got the paperwork that I left you, correct? He goes, yeah. I said, now the problem is you're five payments behind. And your payments are $3,500 a month. They're like 34 and some change. He said, yeah, they are. I said, okay, I'm willing to still do the deal with you, but not at five payments behind. So I need you to write me a check for $3,500 for one of the monthly payments. I'll pay the other four. I'll take it subject to... And we'll go ahead and keep the payments current. And that's exactly what we did. He was a skeptical, non-motivated homeowner two months ago. Now, I made him pay me $3,500 to, to take the house that I would have taken three months or two months before that he wasn't willing to do. But see, the thing of it is, guys, you, you got to let people live that. you got to let people come to their own senses and say, this is now my time to make a decision. Okay, you can't force homeowners into making decisions. They'll back out of the deal every single time, and you'll just waste your time. So working with skeptical homeowners isn't hard. It's just how strong are you? See, how good are you at your scripts, your objection hammers, your communication skills, your persuasive, per persuasive um, techniques? You know, how good are you with your communication skills? That's the thing you have to ask yourself, not how did I end up working with a skeptical homeowner that is either a listing from hell if you're a realtor or a buyer from hell if you're a realtor or an investor and they're a seller from hell. 
it's because you are letting them control the deal. You're letting them control your time. Stop doing that, guys and gals. Stop doing that. All right, skeptical homeowners, hey, they're all about lead follow-up. They're all about the right timing. Remember, that was your 15 minutes of information right there. This is Bill Twyford, the real estate rock star. This is investing on the go. And like I always say, champions never give up. Champions never give up. You might get knocked down. Get back up. Get back up and move forward. Mike Ferry used to always tell me, listen, if you trip and fall flat on your face, get back up. You're a champion. He says, at least you're going the right direction, which is so true. All right, guys and gals, this is Bill Twyford, investing on a go. Don't forget, subscribe, five stars. Don't, don't you even think about giving me one or two stars, because I'll track you down, and I'll find you. All right, guys and gals, this is Bill Twyford. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Oh, for more information on how to make your, your real, real estate, estate dreams, dreams a reality, reality. keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.